Hey guys, welcome back to Click here in the Black Box Studios. Today we're going to be talking about black faith and how that impacts black parenthood, more specifically black motherhood. Um, I'm John. <laughs> I was here last week. I was your, I'm your host now. Um, I'm a white male and we also have... Jake Kells from the very first episode and as you guys know, I am a black woman. So yeah. Yeah, and I'm Brian Young Jr. I'm a guest for this episode, and I am a black man. Alright, so like I said, today we're going to be talking about black faith, how that impacts black parenthood. Um, we want to remind y'all that we are students first, and so if you hear clicking, uh, us typing on the computer, looking up stuff, or looking through pages and stuff, it's just because we're students, and we're trying to give you the most accurate information. Um, so yeah, y'all want to jump into Pass Me the Remote? Let's Jump right in. Oh, let's go. Hey, pass me the remote. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Pass Me the Remote. So, in this little portion, we're just going to get into a few of the specifics that we'll expound on in real talk. Um, and I'm going to let John kind of get into that for you guys so he can explain, uh, yeah, what we'll be talking about. Alright, uh, so like I said before, we'll be talking about how black faith impacts black parenthood, specifically black motherhood. Um, so we don't really have any specific episodes we want to talk about today. Uh, we can, if anyone has an idea. Uh, but it's mainly just going to be dissecting the characters of the sitcoms who hold this faith. Uh, and then most of the time, it's the mother figure. So we, I've chosen um, Thea, because from the theme song, there's a lyric that says... With God on my side, keeping me in line, I don't worry about a thing. It's going to be fine. Um, I just kind of got from that that she is a, she's a main character. She's also the central matriarchal Christian character of the TV show. We also have Florida from Good Times, who is um, just a very, like I said, like the uh, matriarchal Christian mother figure. Uh, that was very redundant. Um we also, I watched an episode uh, in the process of planning for this podcast uh, of Good Times. It's called God's Business is Good Business. Uh, we didn't watch it in class, but uh, I thought it was a very interesting episode how it's about a televangelist who used to be friends with James in the army. And he like comes back to visit him and James is like, oh, he's my friend. He's, you know, he's, he's a good guy and stuff, but he's actually scamming people out of money Not on TV. Not a scammer. Yeah. Not a, oh, no. It's <laughs> Oh, no. Man. And so Florida has to be, like, the voice of reason at the end, where she's like, you know, this isn't the Lord's work. Like, mm. he's doing something wrong, and James has to, like, come to terms with that. So I think it's interesting that Florida has to be that voice. Right, right. Yeah. Why does it have to be the mother? Mm -hmm. um, we also have a couple literary texts we want to talk about. Uh, of course, we have Raisin in the Sun with the infamous In My Mother's House scene we can talk about. Uh, and we also have If Bill Street Could Talk by James Baldwin, which in pretty much just the first half of the book, um, they talk about Fonny's mother and her faith and how that impacts their family. Mm -hmm. um, so we can get into that a little bit, too. Uh, you guys ready for real talk? I'm ready for real talk. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Okay, so real talk, though. All right, welcome back. We are now entering the real talk. Uh, so like I said before, you knew, you guys know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, all right, uh, so let's start with just the matriarchal character in general. Uh, 
So in the black sitcoms that we've watched, uh, most of the time they are very religious. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the ones who have to keep the faith more than like the fathers have to. When there's like a situation with the kids, she has to be the one to remind the family that the Lord's got this and other stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, for example, in Thea's theme song, like I said before in Pass Me the Remote, she says, with God on my side keeping me in line, I don't worry about a thing, it's going to be fine. And that line, like in the theme song, theme songs are supposed to represent like what the show is going to be about. Right. So we know when she says that line that most of the show is going to be her relying on God for right. her to take care of her family. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is kind of interesting because mm-hmm. she is a single mother, and so her reliance on God, which I think there's still that reliance in more of the nuclear families that we've watched, but like with her, it's still kind of like, because we call God our father, right? And a lot of you know people acknowledge God as like a man figure, um, as we see through Jesus. And so it seems like she still has a reliance on a man, even though it is, of course, based in her faith. So mm. I just think that's kind of interesting how that seems to be... Um, you know, just that, that attitude seems to be present there. But yeah, I'll let you get back to what you were going to say. That's actually a question I had. Um, like you were saying just a second ago uh, about the God, like Jesus figure being a man and how she is a single mother and she's relying, mm-hmm. she's still relying on this man even though, like, I mean, she's never personally met this guy, but like, it's just like a guy, uh, it's a faith thing. Mm-hmm. So my first question was, um, do we see this as like kind of sexist that she has to do this? Is it is it she feels herself being empowered by this faith, but is she really being empowered if she's still relying on a man as a single mother? Wow. I know. Mm. Very heavy. I don't even know that I would say go so far as to say sexist. Mm-hmm. Um but I do think it's interesting because we see there's a single father figure in 101, and I don't think that faith is as heavily influenced in that black sitcom mm-hmm. as it is in this particular one where we have a single mother. So maybe it is kind of ingrained that women are going to rely on something male-centered, whether it is faith, whether it's an actual man, whether it's um, a social system or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, and that like that need to rely isn't seen in um, sitcoms where there's a black lead. Um, so I don't know if I want to say sexist, but I yeah. do think that it's very purposeful that it's set up in a sense that you know she's going to be relying on you know a man basically. Do y'all think in some way that contributes like to kind of like the patriarchal structure in America though, like in 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 general though because. It's uh, it's just, it's just always weird. It's I don't know, like in terms of everything that's in America, I don't think you can like decontextualize um, the idea of any different, like any number of things mm-hmm. from like the patriarchal structure. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really watched that episode, but I I don't I do think it's some way contributes to. Like patriarchal structure, yeah. Yeah, I I definitely know what you're talking about. Um, I mean, for instance, literally everything America puts out, it says, "In God we trust," mm. and 
if we're seeing, if we're viewing God as a man, mm-hmm. saying we trust a man, mm. that's right. like the slogan of America. Right, right. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but everyone has a different view of right. God. Like, he's not necessarily a man. He could just be a being right. with no sex. I think that, that the most, I think that the, the we see God as a man um, just comes from Jesus mm-hmm. uh, because he, like, was a man. Mm-hmm. So he was, you know, the son of God. So we just kind of place that on him, which doesn't bother me in any respect that we see God as a man as opposed to seeing him as a woman or not seeing him as any anything. Um, but, yeah, I have to say I do think that it is purposeful that uh, she's relying on a man, basically, to get her through life. Um, so. so, like you said earlier, you said, uh, what show did you mention, one-on-one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so there was a black single father mm-hmm. in that? Okay. Did, we didn't. We never watched that. No. Constantly. Okay. I think we watched the intro to it, but I don't think. Yeah, there's did. a lot of things we watched the intro to. We never really got to watch them. Um, oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't no, you can go, go ahead. But also, the grandpa in Boondocks, since we have watched Boondocks. Ooh. Oh. Ooh, I can, yeah. yeah. We definitely haven't seen as much um, faith being driven into that mm-hmm. or ingrained into that. Um, and so it just kind of furthers your point that we see the woman having to basically upkeep the faith or make it relevant to certain situations. So that was another one. I I suppose this might just be repeating the question, Mm -hmm. but we do, okay, we have the black grandfather, Mm -hmm. black father in Mm one-on-one who don't seem to be, I mean, they might have faith, but they don't, it doesn't seem to be a, like, central. uh, They're not as vocal about it. Yeah, it's not like a cornerstone for them to, like, keep their, uh, family on like they don't need to have that to raise their family but it seems like when you're a single mother or even if you're florida who Mm -hmm. has a husband well i mean later on Mm -hmm. james is gone so uh so why is it that they need it yeah that that's essentially that's very interesting right there because when we think about um black women in the context of like um these works that we're talking about Mm -hmm. it's like Although that they are put into this position where they're like the glue of the family, like they gotta hold the family together, they gotta be the strongest, they gotta be um, the emotional weight. They, I mean, they have to be essentially like almost everything to the family. Mm-hmm. But it is, um, it is very purposeful and very like um, intended that they say like that she has to depend on God, mm-hmm. and then God is then gendered like. She has to depend on that man as if, like, without this, um, I guess, like, man figure or whatever like that in her life, she would not be able to perform her um, duties. Right. Yeah. It's like a, Basically. you know. So and I think that if, if God was viewed as a woman, mm-hmm. which, let me let you guys know, I do not believe that. That's not how I look at God in my uh, eyes. But if I think if God was viewed by America as a woman, we'd still see that there would be a lack of vocalizing their faith mm. in some of these um, episodes because, I mean, you simply see that with the fact that the women in these episodes, unless it's maybe an episode like Thea where she's the main character or the mm-hmm. only you know female character, we see them take the back seat a lot of times, the women. And so I think that that would still come into play even if um, God was considered a woman by many. 
Uh, and so it would just further that the man doesn't necessarily need the woman like a woman needs the man. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, and even more than that, um, so in these, um, we've already, we've, I know we're kind of beating a dead horse here, uh, but <laughs> um, it goes further with, uh, it's not just women on the shows being like, I have faith, I believe in God. It's, right. it, it doesn't stop at the theme song. Yeah. Uh, they, these writers specifically write these women in, like for instance, on the way over here, we talked about the Carmichael show. Right. They write these uh, mother characters in to be almost uh, too religious is mm. like like uh, like uh, like overly dramatic with it okay and right. so like they want to uh, when something uh, or even uh andre's mom in blackish yeah the episode i watched last night called church to get ready for this podcast um he she, was prepping, y'all. I was, was prepping, prepping hardcore. I was trying to find <laughs> anything I could. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, she, uh, when she finds out that James, not James, is that his name? Jack. Jack and Diane yes. have not been baptized. Mm-hmm. She goes crazy. She's like, you know, the typical, like, oh, Lord in heaven. And then, like, she's um, saying that they're going to hell and stuff. So, um why do we think that is that why did it like specifically in those shows they like play them up to right. be uh, to, uh, to a comedic level I think in some way we have to interrogate that because um Audrey Lord says in one of her um, um, in was it sister outsider yeah. where women are kind of taxed tasked to feel for men or whatever like that so it's almost like it takes away the uh, I guess personhood of men while also taking away the personhood of wom- of women in the same sense because they have to a uh, sort of be or pick up every little thing that a man is not supposed to be right. like in America or whatever like okay. that and specifically in these like black men I would imagine like um, uh, they need the woman to be a certain kind of thing. So that's, it, so it's, I mean, it's just always, it's always weird the amount of like pressure or the amount of tasks or the the kind of work that's put on a, a, a black woman's shoulder as far as the emotional yeah. and, um, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah, I was just gonna, just gonna say the E word, emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because we don't, I think because men in America, but especially black men are kind of tasked with not, expressing their emotions so much that maybe it's not necessarily kind of how we just interrogated um, these last few minutes that the man, you know, doesn't see the need for um, to rely on God as much as the woman, but maybe it's that he doesn't know how to express or hasn't been conditioned to express that need or that faith or, you know, be as vocal. And so we get the women characters in the show being that, as Brian mm-hmm. said, for them. Um, being the voice that they want to have, but that they don't know how to have, and so maybe that's another way that we could take that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And that's always the thing, too, with black masculinity, where mm-hmm. you don't want to be, per- where in America, the whole idea, like, I don't want to be perceived as weaker than I am or something mm-hmm. like that, because we we really can't de- um, decontextualize blackness from the American structure of rule. And, you know, you, we always talk about, um, well, we talk about how uh, 
black men work from that frame of reference where it's it, where it's like I have to prove to America that I'm not weak right. because in some sense like the body is always under attack or whatever like that and in that same way then um, black men kind of are I guess from the model in America mm-hmm. kind of disregard women or disregard black women in a sense is like because I'm I have to fight all these things. Let's think about um, um, some of the, you know, uh, maybe the Black Panther movement or whatever like that. Like, mm-hmm. men are like, because I have to fight this or because I have to kind of, like, protect myself from America, then, like, then they kind of, like, either subconsciously or consciously just put off and kind of, like, make the black women just, like, oh, like, put them in the background or something like right. that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's it's very important to kind of investigate that as, like, a, a kind of, response to america and on the part of black men a very um short-sighted view when we put women in the background as far as like you're just this to us like whatever you know and to even further your point as far as masculinity masculinity in general but since we are specifically talking about the black sitcom black masculinity i think that the idea that you're weaker for x y and z but that maybe X, Y, or Z could be your weaker for your reliance on something, whatever that something may be, and in this case, um, faith. Mm. And so maybe they don't depict the men as being very vocal about their faith because that would um, signify that they're relying on something other than themselves. And therefore, if they're relying, they're not as, quote-unquote, strong um, because of that. And so since since in America in general, uh, women are seen as weaker in... If you're weaker, you need to rely on something. Maybe that's another reason that we see mm-hmm. them, um, the women, more vocal about their faith. But all three of these, they just all very normal guys. Now, I think you guys are bringing up very interesting points because I didn't like. I focused a lot on. I, I said it was about black parenting, mm-hmm. but like my f- sole focus was like since the black mothers are the ones to express it more in the shows, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about the black fathers and how they are dealing with their faith. Um, like, for instance, you said, like, it shows they're weaker. Imagine, like, if Martin had gone on his show, mm-hmm. on his radio show or something, and talked about faith. Like, what do you think his listeners would have said? Right. You know what I mean? Which is so ironic. I'm so sorry. This just opens no, up so it. many things, mm-hmm. because I know that this isn't... It's focused on faith and black parenthood, but... Just thinking about the fact that in these shows we aren't seeing the men as vocal about their um, faith. And that is not to say that they don't have faith. Yeah. It's not to say mm-hmm. that they um, are you know less faith-driven than their uh, female counterparts, but just that they aren't vocal about it. But like, we mostly see male preachers. Like You never yeah. really see True. female preachers. Mm-hmm. Um, you might see what many call female ministers. Um, but even their role in comparison to the man role is, you know, diluted. But we don't see that on TV. And there's just, I'm not sure where the division comes from or um, why it doesn't parallel so much as to what we see in real life. Yeah. But, um, and I think I think in, in these shows, like, we can interpret too, like, because those men don't always have to come out and be like, if, if it wasn't for God, you know, yeah. I couldn't have made it through or whatever like that. And the women always have to be like, we got to believe in Jesus. We got to believe in God. So then we can interpret that the woman has to rely on this um, this force or this religion 
to have her strength. Like she couldn't create the strength of her own. Right. But in terms of the man, he doesn't have to because he can lean on his like I guess like his his masculinity or his mm-hmm. um or his already um natural strength or whatever like that. So it's always very it's 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 just it's just very um weird and interesting. And I wanna I'm make, making this perfectly clear. Like I do not believe that men can just rely on their masculinity or whatever and women don't have to. Like I believe that they're both like <coughs> we both have internal strengths or whatever like that that is in us. But I think these shows are specifically making this point where it's like uh, a woman can't inherently rely on mm-hmm. her own strength or whatever mm-hmm. which is so weird and very old world yeah you know i think we're also seeing more like updated sitcoms too just because mm. um and when i watched blackish yesterday uh, i mean Bo didn't seem to be any sort of uh like florida figure at yeah. all yeah. like when when they were talking about church uh, <laughs> andre tells her that um they, he accidentally got them to go into church with a white family. She goes church like that, like she's just like super <laughs> mad, and the whole family doesn't want to go. And so, uh, I mean, I, I, I can see we can see on TV now that's changing. There's a shift. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which makes me wonder where that shift, you know, like what's breeding that shift. Actually, you know what? I'm not gonna. But yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, I thought about something. We were talking about. Oh, um. An episode of Good Times, uh, we we watched it in class. It's the mm-hmm. one with the mural, and he mm-hmm. uh, so JJ gets chosen to like make a mural at a bank, and um, James, the father, is very insecure about uh, JJ making money and how he lost all of Thelma's uh, college savings mm-hmm. in his bank. He had to keep di- di- uh dipping into it for like different things yeah. and so he's and then this moment this whole the whole family's excited because JJ's gonna get paid Thelma's right. going to college and stuff yeah, yeah. and he um, goes into the kitchen to pray hmm. I totally forgot he prayed yeah so he goes he, oh, he walks yes. away from okay. the family mm-hmm. goes into the kitchen and he's already feeling insecure about like not feeling like a good father uh. he has to go pray alone and tell and ask God, why do I feel like this? Mm-hmm. Mm. That probably yeah. goes into his function, like the fact that he would react in such an insecure way to someone else being able to Provide. be the provider yeah. for the mm-hmm. family or yeah. whatever like that. So he, so he in a way feels like his function as a as a father or whatever like that is in question. So, and at that point. At that yeah. point, he goes to what we've said, like, already, like, that God is, like, the strength, has to be the strength of the woman. He has mm-hmm. to go there because, yeah. like, now he's, like, his whole function as a provider yeah. is in question, you know? Because you know that, uh, I'm assuming, like, Florida probably prays daily. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so. She uh, has to. Right? Yeah. And James, <laughs> like, we never get really much of this side of him. Mm-hmm. And mm. so it's interesting that we get it when he's feeling his most insecure mm-hmm. about his masculinity. Mm. And that, okay, so for those of you who don't know, which is most of you, I'm a Christian, so, um, and my faith is, I don't even have words to describe how important it is to me, but um, being someone or being the person that only goes to God, my God specifically, when I need something, has always rubbed me the wrong way 
And I think that that's why I admire a lot of the women in these uh, sitcoms because even when, even if, you know, people don't come right out and say, you know, I believe X, Y, and Z, and, and this, this, and this, um, they are still, there's still like this constant acknowledgement as opposed to like uh, John just brought up with James, only an acknowledgement when I need something mm-hmm. or when I'm feeling at my lowest and things like that. And I mean, I've seen that a lot, you know, just through in my life, but to see that on TV and to see that with a man, it makes me wonder um, why, in a sense, God is important enough to go to only when you need something as opposed to why you're not getting your daily fill, you know, like all the time, like, for example, with Florida, who may pray every day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm. And I think because I'm a, I'm a non-religious person, mm-hmm. but in, in definitely in terms of this, um, God becomes the thing to, like, I guess, like, stabilize mm-hmm. um, these people in their roles or their function um, in America. And again, I, I don't think that we can uh, kind of, like, decontextualize the idea of patriarchy or the idea of, um, of, of, um, well, yeah, just patriarchy from America. Like, mm-hmm. James, essentially, like, he needs God because, like, now he's, his almost function, his, I guess, one thing that he does very, very well, because they're, they're pretty broke. They're yeah. pretty broke as a family. Yeah. Like, they're not living it up on the good side. Like, mm-hmm. they're not as rich as the Jeffersons or whatever like that. So, like, his one thing that he does have is, like, providing for the family. So that one mm-hmm. thing, when it's gone, like, his, um almost purpose yeah yeah in a sense it's like, yeah 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 so yeah <laughs> um okay so before we end real talk um uh, i just wanted to ask one final question before we get to um explore uh more literary texts that mm. go with the sitcoms okay. um so we've talked about black motherhood uh as uh in connection with faith um, uh, and we also got into Black Fatherhood, which I didn't think we would get too much into, but it's, I think, I'm glad we did. How do we think that, uh, these specific roles impact the children? Like, how do we, how do you think that Florida playing her role and James playing his, how do you, th- do we think this is a stable, uh, parenting style for the kids, or... Do they need to see more of a variety of of their of the roles that their parents are playing? You know, John, <laughs> that's a fabulous question. Um, but one that I don't really have the answer to right yeah. now in this moment. So maybe in on second thought, I yeah. can give you yeah. some something to work with. I have no idea. Sorry, yeah. I I can say that. Uh, you can also speak from experience, too. Yeah, I mean, like, as far as... Okay. If we're talking about specific roles and things and, like, um, men relying on necessarily their masculinity, so mm-hmm. parts of their self that they're not able to... That they don't feel that they should show, like, their uh, more emotional side, more, like, caring side, or even just being honest to the children and being like, mm-hmm. hey, I had to take money out of the savings account to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah then I think that is definitely a fucking problem, you know? Mm-hmm. I think, because that raises another generation uh, to be, like, a kind of 
half person or to then do like we've already pointed out this kind of problematic is like mm-hmm. putting all that emotional labor onto the bot onto women or whatever like that so yeah. essentially we then like we then create people who are not who are playing into that same patriarchal notion right. of uh man manly woman uh you have to be you know more womanly than than this or whatever like that so i think it's i think it's a it's definitely a problem not only to the children but to those parents that are exhibiting those same kind of reductive or just um or you know half um characteristics yeah. you know mm-hmm. well now that brian has given me a little time to think uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think to answer your question as far as faith that being like the one example that they get to see mm-hmm. and how that affects the children so I'm just going to be talking from my experience Mm -hmm. as well. So I am from a single mother household and my mom freaking loves God, like just about as much as I do. But um, it was never for me. I got baptized at a really young age, but I've never felt that faith was forced on me. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was something introduced to me and that I've always been given the choice. However, I know a lot of people Mm. who have (laughs) felt like, they were forced um, into their faith, and as a result, they kind of were turned off by it and have been, you know, getting their distance from that. And so, in these episodes, we kind of see, we don't, we're not seeing too much of the progression of those children in their faith. Like, that's not something that's highlighted. So, I can't necessarily mm-hmm. say that I think it is um, affecting them in this way or that way, mm-hmm. but I will say that. For me, it wasn't negative only because I've always known I had the freedom if I didn't want to believe in God to do whatever, you know, and to believe whatever or to not believe at all, which is still a belief, to be honest, Mm -hmm. Um, as opposed to the people that I have seen. So I think it it can do some harm. It can do some good. But I also think that plays in just to who the parents are as people and how they deliver that that message of faith or don't deliver that message of faith. And so in the in the sitcoms, although no one comes, you know, flat out and says, you know, I'm this and I believe in this, and it's understood, I think because it's more understood instead of more we're just going to just force this on you, that that's why we don't see the children maybe act out as much against it because it's not being, mm-hmm. you know, shut down their throats. Yeah. I do think something is very interesting, like – putting these things on network t- television or whatever like that. And so we're connecting the black family, the black nuclear family or the black family with the idea of faith and religion or whatever like that. Right. So in a way, like we, we can go back into um, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates and the idea of um, the black body in America or whatever mm-hmm. like that. And it's historically our... Historically, we already we already know like the black body is always, almost always under um, violence from the um, from uh, you know um, from our legal system, um, literally like on the streets, like in our own neighborhoods or whatever like that. It's always that. So I think a point that's kind of made in these um, in these sitcoms or in these nationally televised shows or whatever is that religion for these families is so necessary as almost like a, a form of hope or something to 
protect them or kind of stabilize them or kind of shield them from the um the pressures or the outside pressures of the world or even and, helps them to understand those pressures too yeah, yeah. and fight it and kind of like just fight against it yeah. which you know which is always weird too because in some way when you're working from that kind of frame of reference mm-hmm. or you know um or like protection and you're trying to <laughs> very much battle against a system that always, you know, subjects your body, mm-hmm. um, and I'm I, and I'm re- I'm gonna be very specific: the black body to violence or whatever like that. Then, in some ways, you start to reinscribe or exhibit those same qualities that we yeah. found bad in um, America Americans like system of government. Mm-hmm. Like I think, um, uh. Yeah, it, it just becomes a thing where it's like, okay, because my frame of reference is always off, like, I need to protect my body, so what am I going to do? I'm going to be, I'm going to have to be stronger than uh, America says that I'm not. So right. then, you know, the people that are close to you almost become your, um, God, almost have to sometimes, like, deal with your um, bad tendencies yeah. or whatever like that. So the woman then becomes that almost emotional field because you because then i was like i can't do that or whatever right. yeah i hope i made a point <laughs> no you made a really good point <laughs> all right okay uh, guys well that's what we got for this segment but we're gonna get into on second thought on second thought like the moment we'll be back in a sec um on second thought all right welcome back um we are now on to on second thought uh, in case you guys don't remember, this is where we'll get more into the problematic sides or just things that made us say, um, excuse me, or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, specifically for our more problematic um, issues, we'll be coming from the literary text this time. A Raisin in the Sun is where we're going to start off. So, I'll let John, you know, get you guys started. All right. Uh, so, just to. Recap what we've been talking about. Of course, the topic for today is black faith, how it impacts black household in general now. Mm-hmm. You know, this uh, real talk, we talked about everything. So, uh, the black family, I guess. Um, so, in A Raisin in the Sun, like we've been talking about, we get a central matriarchal Christian character who is, uh, her name's Lena, but in the, in the script it just says Mama. Um, and there's one scene in particular that's very interesting. Um, it's when Benita, her daughter, mm-hmm. uh, comes in and is talking about these things that she wants to do, like the, all, like guitar lessons and horse riding and stuff like that. Right. Um, and she also, um, she, she want to go to medical school? I'm almost positive. Okay. I can't remember what schooling it was. Um, but she's like... She's, she's gotten all these things, and she's really smart, and she's, I think, has already gotten accepted, and she, she has to pay for it. That's where, yeah, the money comes in. Okay. And she um, basically tells her mom that God didn't do this. I did. Mm. And. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, Uh-oh. Mm. No. <laughs> That's scary. Um, she should have so, feared for her life right then. So, 
more specifically, she says, it's all a matter of ideas, and God is just one idea I don't accept. Mm. It's not important. I am not going out and being immoral or commit crimes because I don't believe in God. And then she goes on to say, you know, there is no blasted God, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so th- I think this scene, it's very... With Mama, from out, out of this scene, she's very patient, very loving, and which are all religious Christian values. Um, and then in this one particular scene, she like slowly steps up to her and slaps her across the face. Which, do we, uh, the loaded question. Very loaded question. Very loaded question. <laughs> I've, I've been on it with the loaded questions is it um what do we make of that like it's just she's she's mama she's very she's very christian she's every other scene she's very held back very put together like she's reserved in her faith basically Mm -hmm. why it's a very problematic thing Mm, why would she do this i think it is well mm, i remember when i was um back with my mom and um, when I was living, you know, for 18 years of my life, like I lived back home or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember how my pastor and my grandmother and them, they used to always say, like, going to church, they were like, your, like, your mind doesn't have to be there, mm-hmm. but your body will be there. So in that scene right there, that is so interesting that at the point where the daughter says, like, there ain't no blast of God, or yeah. this ain't, or she she does that. She, the daughter in the mother's eye almost takes herself out of her covering or her mm-hmm. like sense of protection. Yeah, and yeah. so the mom, so think about this. Think about how how weird this is. She slaps her, which is a violence against the body. Mm-hmm. So so then her mom almost shows her in a way how your body, you no longer have that covering. Your body is now exposed mm-hmm. to violence. So then she said, so then by her exhibiting that, she's showing her like, you need to be put back under subjection because now your body is open to violence in a sense. Mm-hmm. So that, that's very weird. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's so, um, It's such a problematic thing, but it, it but it goes back into all like the black people in America, or whatever. Um, the idea that um, black parents, in a sense, act out of fear of losing the black body, mm-hmm. fear of losing the body of their children, or whatever. So it's like I'm gonna beat you twelve times harder than uh, than anyone can. Like I remember how like when I would you know. And I may be talking too much. I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're good. I remember how like I used to get in trouble in school, mm-hmm. and um, it was always about like my my family how they raised me was always kind of like you have to survive, like mm-hmm. how to survive in this white world. And I'd come back and like I'd get beat, like I get beat so bad, and like I, I just did like this. Uh, uh, like I was talking on the bus or something like that. I got suspended or something like that. Or I fought someone. I got suspended, mm-hmm. and they would beat me. And, and you know, and almost to remind me, like, you see this violence that that I'm putting on your body. 
I'm going to do this so you don't have to have this putting on your body by uh, a very real th- threat of danger against a black body like the police, mm-hmm. um, prison, d- d- uh, uh, even sometimes like for some of us in the street, maybe getting like shot down mm-hmm. or as we're seeing now, like mass shootings in schools or whatever like mm-hmm. that, like these violences or as you would probably say in the church, these devils are very much prevalent. So in this particular scene, I think it's very interesting that to show her that you're out of line or that your body is now under attack, I'm going to slap you. Mm-hmm. you know? And it's still a form of protection, which is the weirdest thing. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still She's still saying, I'm going, like, even though I'm slapping you right now, mm. I'm still, this is, a, this is me trying to protect you. Yeah. From other ways you can get slapped. Yeah. And I like the way you said at the beginning, you your mind doesn't have to be here, mm-hmm. but your body does. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes along with what Mama says afterwards. Uh, she tell, After she slaps her, she says, now you say after me, in my mother's house, there is still God. So she's saying, when she's, when she's in the house, she has to believe a certain way. Yes. Her mind can be elsewhere when she, whenever she leaves the house, mm-hmm. but in this house there is still a God. Yes. To be honest, I, I kind of, I have to play, uh, not devil's advocate, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I have to, you know, be like the other side. The other side, because I feel like it was more of a respect thing that she was expecting out of her daughter, as opposed to believing in it. Because um, when you love people. Um, whether it's your mom, your best friend, your brother, your dad, or whatever the case may be, you're not going to do anything to upset them out of love, not out of you feel like you're forced to um, to do that, you know. Um, and I think here, as far as, you know, quote-unquote, there is no blasted God, it was out of a disrespectful area, not because you can't disagree, and it's not because... You know, you can't um, have your own opinions, but knowing, and I think being in this black sitcoms class has taught me that, you know, everybody has like different, they have obviously different opinions, grew up mm-hmm. different ways, um, and, a, and, a, and a means to respect that. But in, in respecting that doesn't mean that you have to be silent, but I think that Lena's, mm-hmm. her outburst was, wasn't just an expression of, um, her own belief but it was an expression that you know directly kind of hit against or disrespected her mother's Mm -hmm. which is conflicting Mm -hmm. who knows um i could get into more stuff about like well i pay the bills so i did like i could get into all that but i won't even like that 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 is a great point though (laughs) i think in a way because she didn't have to um sort of disrespect her mom's like whole system of reality or her mom's like religion by saying like this ain't no blasted god or whatever Mm -hmm. and uh she could say i don't she could have said i don't believe there is or i don't like right like there is a god for you there's just not a god for me kind of thing Mm -hmm. but like her statement was like there's just not one period that comes from like the context of like the scene though i feel like Mm because she's uh uh, some Ruth is also in the scene. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Mama and Ruth are like they're talking um about God and Benita like says something about um God has something anything to do with it and then when Mama's like Mama pretty much gives her a warning mm-hmm. and she's like but then she's like 
she finally it just comes to her that that she's just sick of hearing about God. It's all she hears about twenty four seven. And so I think in that context, you I didn't expect anything less or more from Denisa. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So okay. um, I mean she could have said it differently, and it could have mm. worked out a lot better for her if she right. had just done it right. differently. But in this, and of course it's. A play, so yeah. it's got to be dramatic. But yeah. um, <laughs> I mean, I didn't expect anything more or less from her, okay. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 then like, to like, it is like we do need to get get out of the way. Like, it is disrespectful, kind of. Oh yeah, to, you know, of course. Say that or whatever. But I do think there is. Again, like I do not think we can decontextualize anything mm. from the America that we live in, and um, but I I, I do think like as far as like from my experience. Um, in the church and um, just you know the readings that I've been exposed to how Tanahasi Coates in the um, between the world and me talks about the black body in America mm-hmm. or you know or go tell it on the mountain how you know James Baldwin uh, shows the violence that are in these in these families like I don't believe we can just like totally separate like the mom's actions or the way the mom mm-hmm. uh, you know slaps her as like a violence against the black body or whatever like that to kind of put her back under subjection. Yeah. I think that very much says that, first of all, like, okay, you're defying, like, you're defying what you shouldn't defy is the religion. But also it's like, you're de- you're putting yourself outside of your protection mm-hmm. from the violence in this black world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. This is tough only because I can't say I would slap. Well, yeah. oh, let me finish this. And I can't say <laughs> I would not slap my <laughs> my child for disagreeing. Let me say that. But mid sentence because I was thinking back to something that was said in real talk. Mm-hmm. As far as I think your last question was, uh, did we? How did we see it affect the children? Mm. Yeah, it was. And so now we are seeing a more problematic um, expression of what you know a constant faith in the household is doing um as we see through lena and and i don't and i guess lena is a is a is a child that feels like faith has been forced on her and that Benita's she's a child benita is lena's the mom you guys i am so sorry but you know what i'm saying yes beneath the yes yeah. so she feels like um i'm so sorry you guys no you good <laughs> she feels like faith has been forced on her um, as opposed to what we might see in some of the sitcoms. Mm-hmm. And like John was saying, it is a play, so maybe they needed to make that outburst so we could see um, more of the consequences mm-hmm. of what that might do for a child. But um, like I said, I, I wouldn't hit my kid. No, I'm not getting caught. I wouldn't slap my kid as for she cracks her knuckles. As I cracks her knuckles. you know for not believing but i just understand where lena's passion is coming from in her faith Mm -hmm. because um um there's a verse in the bible that talks about as for me and my house you know we will serve the lord and i think Mm -hmm. that's exactly you know the sentiment for that that scene um but just knowing that for a lot of people and you know i can only talk about my perspective but for me you know when i share my faith or when i bring it up it's not out of a place of you know, I feel like people just got to believe like I believe, mm-hmm. but it comes out of a place of love. 
and especially for Lena to be Benifa's mother, we know that that we can almost know for sure that it comes out of a place of love. Um, but just like learning how to to handle that, and like you said, like Lena was very patient up until mm-hmm. Benifa decided to make the outburst. So, and she still—it's weird that she still is um, patient in this scene before mm-hmm. she slaps her. She lets her finish mm-hmm. what she's talking about. She doesn't mm-hmm. after she says. It's just a matter of ideas, and God's just one idea I don't accept. She could have walked up to her mm-hmm. and just done it, you know? But she lets Benita go into this monologue about how she just doesn't believe in God. That's the whole theme of it. And she it says in the stage directions, Mama absorbs this speech. Mm. And then she studies her daughter and rises slowly and slaps her powerfully across the face. So in a way, she's still expressing her virtue of patience. Mm-hmm. But also, it's so ironic. Like yeah. that is such. I mean, it's so fitting. Like, but yeah, like, mm. it's always weird too because like, the patience would kind of be like, you're the last person to almost have like some kind of violent outburst or mm-hmm. whatever. So when she slaps the daughter. Mm-hmm. Again, like I, I think it's it's like you do not you do not question um, this kind of apparatus. Yeah. You do not question this ideology. Maybe not in the way that you did, but again, like it's like you don't do that. And maybe the mom wasn't intentionally being like, um, "I'm trying to protect your back, your black body uh, from the white world." Uh, maybe the mom, like, in her greatest intentions was just like, you won't defy me, and you won't defy mm-hmm. this religion. But, um, and, you know, I, I'm not coming up against, like, anyone's, like, system of belief or whatever like that, but, uh, well, and, to me, it does kind of prove this kind of idea that I have to protect you. Or I have to almost whoop you harder or show you not to be out of line. Because at any point, your black body can die. Yeah. You know? Or your black body can be killed and violence against. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to show you, like, that you can't do this. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it's also just a way of keeping the family together. Yeah. You know? okay, okay. So, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, even better, because with the black parenting thing, she knows that. Is uh, she can have other ideas beneath they can mm. when she's out of the house, mm-hmm. but as long as she's in the house, the family needs to stick together, especially a family like uh, the youngers who mm. are struggling. They need to believe. Right. They need to believe. They need to have this faith, this hope. Yeah. They need to be together. Yeah. Good stuff, Ooh, y'all. That's wow. good stuff. The black. Yeah, it goes into that black family is like. Your as a black person, your only kind of source, kind of like support or whatever. But yeah, yeah. um, you guys mind if we just jump into some Baldwin? Oh, <laughs> Baldwin is like, like the love of my life. Tea, so. <laughs> okay, so the first instance of just faith in general that we get is a very problematic scene. Um, why are you laughing, Ryan? I was saying you're going to. Very Paul Maxine. Um, so Fonny's mother, Mrs. Hunt, is uh, has a lot of faith. She's uh, 
She's not very typical um, matriarchal Christian figure. Okay. She's not Florida. She's not, you know what I mean? Mm. She's, um, like, because I feel like if Florida was married to someone like Mr. Hunt, uh, it wouldn't go no. over well <laughs> <laughs> at all. Um, so, but the first instance that comes up is when Tish is asking Fawny about uh, sex and about his, if his parents ever mm-hmm. had sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's very problematic scene. We've already said that. Um, I, I, the gist of it is I, I think that Mrs. Hunt's faith uh, just makes Mr. Hunt feel very inferior. Mm. That's my reading of it. Okay, because he... It's almost like he thinks this that Jesus is coming between their marriage. And so when they are having sex and he's saying very blasphemous things about God and Jesus in general, um, it's almost like he's belittling her and her faith. Can I be honest? Her, I yeah. feel like you should read it to the audience. Okay. Which, it's a very long paragraph, though. Just so they uh, have some context, or at least give them a, yeah. like some specific things that were said, just because yeah. everyone has uh, this book. Okay, so what, what I've highlighted here is uh, towards the end of it, because uh, there's a lot of um, curse words and stuff in it, so it's like, it's uh, not the one I highlighted, but like before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's slapping her at this point mm-hmm. in the middle of sex, and she says, and she'd say, oh Lord, help me to bear my burden. And he'd say, here it is, baby. You're going to bear it, all right. I know it. You've got a friend in Jesus, and I'm going to tell you when he comes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, now that you have some context. Frank takes on, he's taking on the role of God. Like, he's he's definitely not taking on the role of God. He wants to be. And it's, because he knows that's what his wife wants. Like he thinks that's what she wants, because of her yeah. faith. It's I, very like, it, but like in a way though, when you when you read it from her perspective though, you can tell she doesn't want it, obviously. Hmm, all right. But like, I don't know. I, what do you I, think? I thought it was like you think she a consensual kind of thing. Oh, I she thought, she. Yeah, it's yeah. not that I thought it ra- was, he's raping her. It's like, that she like I I I would like to think that she doesn't yeah, yeah. approve of him saying these things to it's her. It's a role playing. I, I thought it was a role playing thing because she's acting like like. Um, she's praying and like I think that w- that was kind of their thing where mm-hmm. I think he was being like very disrespectful well, she, like, she comes in initially the, the scene starts with her like when are you going to give your life to the Lord and so it, it's more of a conversation it's like she comes in saying like when are you going to do this yeah yeah when are like, you going to give your come on yeah. and then it turns into something else and he's, he's laying with like his you know yeah. his dick out like on the yeah. couch or whatever yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know like it it's kind of weird, but because at first when I when I first read that scene, I was like, I'm like, what the what the hell? Like you know, like what yeah. the, what the hell or whatever like that. But I don't know, like whatever they're doing, I guess it's in some ways like if it was consensual, it's just like a part of their marriage or whatever like that. But I do, yeah. I do think like he was trying to uh, disrespect her faith, and I think yeah. she was kind of like role playing with him or something, because I think Fonny was kind of making a point of the kind of hypocrisy mm-hmm. um, of his mom or of his, uh, like, parents or whatever like that. Because in one, like, the mom is, maybe it's like a, 
she's like a holy roller or whatever like that. But, you know, in here, like, they kind of participate in this song. Blasphemy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's funny. 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 (laughs) Funny. um, After that scene happens, he, like, goes on to, like, say to Tish. um, For me, he's laughing while he does it. So, obviously, he's joking. But he's like, you know, you remind me a lot of my mother. Come on now, and let's sing. Let's sing together, Sinner. Do you love the Lord? And he's like, it's it's while they're having sex. He's like, try. He's making fun of his parents. Yeah. Okay. I would say for for yeah, go for it. If Beer Street could talk was one of the most um, graphic novels as far as like how Baldwin would describe sex, right? Yeah. Um, for sure. Because there's a scene between Tish and Fanny. Um, there's there's also like more instances of talking about sex. Like there's rape. In yeah. there, like, uh, as far as the context. And I think Baldwin, especially when it was coming from the mouth of Fonny, mm-hmm. um, which the story is from the perspective of Tish. Yeah. Uh, I think it's kind of showing that Tish and, Tish and Fonny's way of having sex or the kind of care or whatever happens during theirs is supposed to be veered as, like, the, the right way in this narrative mm-hmm. to have sex, right? Um, because you know, like Fonny's caring, like they both caring for each other, then they you know start dating or whatever like that. And of course, I'm not placing any morality yeah. or like highness on it. But I think by showing this scene first, Baldwin is kind of giving us a vision or like a a, a, a kind of like interrogation of the relationships in these families. Because mm-hmm. we can think about how sex in one is like is um almost like. For that, it's like disrespectful, and maybe even some like weird as fuck. Um, you know, Tish and Fonny, like theirs is kind of like the one in the novel that we talk a lot about. Like, oh, this is good. Mm-hmm. There's the rape, uh, yeah. the accusation of rape against Fonny, and there's also Tish and Fonny creating a baby, which is the baby in this novel almost acts as like a a marker of time. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. So I I just thought it was very interesting how Baldwin used used sex in this novel. Mm-hmm. He wrote about that, yeah. Okay, so I actually do have something to say. Um, <clears throat> so, from what I gather, just not necessarily from this book, but just mm-hmm. about sex in general, is it's a very spiritual, um, even for those who don't, you know, uh, identify with a certain faith, I think that sex can be agreed to be more of a spiritual act between mm-hmm. two people. And so... Brian said something about how, you know, we view the hunt, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hunt's intercourse as like a weird way or a wrong way in how we look at Tish and Fonny's as, you know, normal or more romantic. And it got me thinking that if, you know, if I, J. Kells, view sex as a spiritual thing and that spirituality doesn't have to be tied to a necessary religion or whatever the case may be, but that there's not always a singular way to um, to be spiritual. There's not a right or wrong way to be spiritual, i.e. there's not a right or wrong way to have the sex. Um, or one isn't, yeah. um, you know, one isn't better than the other or, you know, although it may be looked at differently than one. And it just kind of paralleled kind of to bring it back to the faith um, Mm -hmm. with all the different faiths in the world that a lot of times I think we in America can can like look at 
different face and think, well, that's weird or that's the right one or X, Y, and Z. And I kind of saw that when we were, you know, talking about the sex the scenes sex. in these it books. Be, so if that makes any way. sense, you guys. No, that makes total sense. Um, I get it. And, but yeah. And that, that, that is kind of weird because, like, by Baldwin showing us mm-hmm. viscerally, yeah. like, there's even blood in, um, you know, the scene, like, uh, when Fonny breaks Tish's hymen or whatever. Yeah. Um, so what Baldwin does is he places us in this way where we viscerally react and we start to become the judge of like what sex is considered, what what is considered like uh, the right way of doing sex or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I want I like to be perfectly honest with myself. Like I mean, perfectly honest. Like um, I know we said um, I think you said like sex is between like two people mm-hmm. or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. But like. Um, I, mine is a little bit more, um, I guess, like, free than that. It's more, like, mine, my interpretation is, like, I think the one grounds of my ethics for sex is, um, consent. is like, mm-hmm. mutual, <coughs> mutual, um, consent or whatever. But, uh, definitely, bon- uh, Baldwin puts the readers into a place where we have to interpret. We almost have to come in and, like, almost maybe even project our view on what's right or what's wrong mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. sex. Because if we're viewing it like the whole scene between, um, you know, um, Mr. and Mrs. Hunt, mm-hmm. if it's all consensual, like, we're still like, ooh, like, ah, yeah, like, it's still... you calling her a bitch, man, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it's just weird, you know, yeah. kind of. Uh, going off of that, I know we, we don't have that much time left. Um, I kind of wanted to get into the church scene Word. with Mrs. Hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can do this, like, really quickly. Um, but, you know, before you even get into that, I just want to say that her, I'll say she's probably the first mother in either of the sitcoms that we've discussed or either of the books, Mm -hmm. even though, uh, Lena did slap her daughter. Um, but Mrs. Hunt's expression of her faith is probably the first one that I see as the least sincere, which, classist. um, yeah. Okay, yeah. And and I kind of feel wrong for even casting a judgment on her exercise of faith because it kind of goes back to the sex things we just, you know, kind of what I just said uh, concerning those, but that um, you can't necessarily look in on someone's, you know, act between mm-hmm. whoever is in the room um, and cast a judgment, and you can't do the same with faith. But, like, when I read hers... I'm just rubbed the wrong way. I just wanted to say that for you guys, man. And I don't yeah, yeah, that's don't what we were going to get to, because mm-hmm. in the church scene, she's... Uh, let, me, let me just read this paragraph. Uh, <clears throat> oh, man. <clears throat> <laughs> now I began, began to watch another sister, seated on the other side of Fonny, darker and plainer than Mrs. Hunt, but just as well-dressed, who was throwing up her hands and crying, Holy, 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 bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. And Mrs. Hunt started crying out and seemed to be answering her. It was like they were trying to outdo each other. Mm. And so, and we get later that uh, this whole experience pretty much just turns Tish and Fonny off to church in general. Mm. So, um, what kind, because uh, Mrs. Hunt makes it a point to make sure that that's that's her one day of the week that she gets Fonny because he's always helping his dad. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so she makes it a point to take them to every Sunday. And so what is it about this kind of faith that turns them off? 
that that gets the that because she's you know she's being a parent she's taking her kid to church how does her faith impact her child and why does it do that to Kwame I guess it's very because it, it's it, it, hers very is more performative than other oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure uh, so like is it was it her lack of um, genuineness that uh, I think it w- would turn him off or what I think maybe from Fani it was the it was the hypocrisy yeah because Fani lives with her mm-hmm. he he knows more about her like um, I don't want to focus too much on that sex scene or whatever like that yeah. but Fani obviously brings it up as like this is this is not the right way to do it or, or something like that mm-hmm. and also like it's like it's clearly stated in the in the in the thing that like. Fani is almost like the um, the kid that like of the family that's like uh, you know forget about him or something like that because mm-hmm. the other sisters are mm-hmm. better or Fani is blacker than the other ones or yeah. something like that. So I think for Fani like or how it affects Fani is like when he's seeing this is like they're like competing against each other like they almost like it's almost like a sort of um, classes kind of. Um, way of you know showing that they're better than each other like mm-hmm. because i have like maybe on the nicest outfit or i can play praise the lord better than you you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's like for funny he sees that as like this is very hypocritical i don't think i want to be a part of that um kind of thing so i, I think it I, am i am yeah. i off by that and going off of that i think maybe he sees her with the hypocrisy that since she is being a hypocrite, that her love for God or mm. Jesus may not be what she says it is. Right. And so Fawny with Tish decides that I don't want to have the same fake love that she uh, has for yeah, God. Yeah. I'm going to be genuine with my love with my Tish. My only thing is, again, I don't want to say devil's advocate, but <laughs> I no, have to question like... On second thought, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have to like ask us, and myself included, because I did start and say that I didn't feel that hers was as genuine, uh-huh. but I have to, like, ask what signifies or constitutes as, you know, hypocritical mm. or disingenuous mm-hmm. or disingenuous, Disingenuous, that's the word. Yeah, that's, good. that's the word. Um, like, what, and it's not something I can answer, because I just don't know, but um, I think it would have to be based off the individual, because for them to determine, like, well, she's not genuine here, and this is why. Um, because obviously, Fonny doesn't find her genuine in yeah. her. Uh, what were they like worshiping? Whatever they were doing in that particular scene. Yeah, through right. the church. But um, someone else might not see it that way. You know what I'm saying? It's true. I, yeah. I do think it's completely plausible to point out, like, her, like, that this is wrong. Like, whether we want to judge her by her religion okay. or whatever, like that, I think it's completely plaus- plausible to judge her acts as kind of like hypocritical in a sense um because i mean one how she treats fani like throughout mm-hmm. the novel um how like she goes to this church and like they're actually competing mm-hmm. to say like i'm better than you mm-hmm. or th- well, you know whatever like that not only that she's not only are they, are they competing within the church mm-hmm. She's want she's wants to compete with other reli- not religions but like different sects yeah, of yeah. Christianity outside mm-hmm. the church as well because on the way to church she asks 
uh, Tish what church they go to. And even yep. though her family doesn't go to church that often, yep. Tish tells her that they go to a Baptist church. And she's like, oh, okay. Right. Like, it's just very, like, backhanded. And, then, you know, and think about, too, like, um, when they finally go to uh, uh, Tish's parents' house or whatever mm-hmm. like that, and they're, they're all talking and how uh, – Tish's sisters or whatever like that are kind of acting like they're above this. Like, they're kind of above, like, talking to this family or they're above doing this. So, I think from seeing how um, Fonny's family responds to Fonny in opposed to how Tish's family, like, supports her. Like, even when she has the baby, they're like, uh, like, her mom, her mom goes to fucking Puerto Rico. Like, come on now. You know, so... I think Baldwin was really trying to show how, like, one family um, shows love in a way that I can say is very um, good or, I mean, not, not good, but that is much more of, like, what I would want to as opposed to the Fonny family because we even see in the novel where um, Tish's mother, um, Sharon's, uh, I think, or says, like, Fonny, you're a part of our family now, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. This episode was not meant to question any sort of religious doctrine at all. We weren't going to, we weren't trying to investigate right. scripture or anything, trying to uh, poke holes in anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely just uh, from what we've seen and what we've read, right. just right. making the connection between the faith that we've seen with what the characters do or say. And we're judging it, and we're we're um, pointing out these characters on the grounds of humanity right. and like how are they, um, I guess being fair to each other and being honest or truthful or even just like showing like some kind of labor of love. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think we're doing sure. it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back with shout out to our cousins down the block. Down the block. Shout out to our cousins down the block. All right, we just want to give a quick shout-out going off of the political uh, week we've had here in America. Uh, Last week, we shouted out Stacey Abrams, who was running for governor in Georgia. This week, we are shouting out Andrew Gillum, who was running for governor in Florida against Ron DeSantis. Um, Tuesday night, they said that he technically lost the election. He conceded, uh, but by the time this episode (laughs) has been recorded... Um, they're probably going to do a machine recount in Florida for that race. Um, so let's hope for the best for Andrew. Turn up. Uh, he is a board member of the Black Youth Vote Coalition, which is a program of the National Coalition of Black Civic Participation. Um, and he is, uh, or was the mayor of Tallahassee before he ran for governor. So, uh, we just wish him all the best in this next week or so, whenever they figure out who's going to win that thing. (laughs) All right. Um. Any closing thoughts before we round out this episode? No, I'll just say, um, actually, that is a thought, huh? But I really enjoyed this. Like, mm-hmm. you had some I solid think. questions, and you had some solid commentary. You had oh, solid so. commentary, man. All right. I appreciate it, man. All right. Bye, y'all.
Thank you so much for tuning in to Click this week. As always, you can find us on Facebook at Click, C-L-I-K, at Black Box Studios.